There's a lot of ways to answer that question. So um, <laughs> let's just assume that somebody already has a developable hotel site and that we have a brand that fits on that site. And so they're, they are already have worked. Okay, whenever you're talking construction, you say in a perfect world. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. And you know, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people have come onto your pro your program and have told you it's not been a perfect world in the last several years. Um, and so they've all they've all faced. Hi, this is Ted Kelly with another Ted's Hospitality Minute. Hey, today I am super excited to have someone from Marriott Lodging on to talk about. Marriott's Bridging the Gap program that we have been so anxiously waiting to hear more and more about. Her name is Melissa Gonzalez. She is the Area Vice President of Lodging Development for Marriott Select Brands and Marriott International. And she's going to come on and talk a little bit about the program and maybe give some viewers some, uh, some high points and some interesting uh, tidbits that they can go and pursue further uh, and how they can get involved with the Marriott program. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi, Ted. Good morning. It's great to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. I mean, we are highly excited about learning more about uh, Marriott's Bridging the Gap program. But before we do that, I always like to take a minute and let our guests talk a little bit about their hospitality trip and how you got to be with Marriott and all of the experiences leading up to where you are now. So tell our viewers a little bit about your background and how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. I actually started as a front desk clerk at a residence inn almost 25 years ago. In June, it'll be 25 years um, and have been provided great opportunities and growth within the company. Um, so have done everything from operations to property sales to cluster revenue management. Um, and then before, just before joining development, I was the opening general manager for our first U.S. branded hotel on tribal land, and that is the courtyard at the Scottsdale Salt River. Um, so I opened that property and then had the opportunity a couple of years later to join the development team. Um, and that was almost nine years ago now that I um, joined development, where I help our owners and franchisees to own and franchise Marriott hotels. Wow. So 25 years, now you're in the development world. And, and talk a little bit about your current role. I think you're you're working with the tribal community. Talk a little bit about your role there with that. Yeah, so um, the the Scotts, I'm sorry, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community um, is one in which their land um, was granted to them. Um, and so it went to individual families, a lot of it. Some of it went to directly the tribe. Um, and what happens with these individual families over the years is that their land becomes very fractionalized. So in, if, if your ancestors had, you know, five acres, by the time multiple generations passed, each individual only has maybe a quarter of an acre and it becomes difficult to develop on. And so what the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community did was create a tribal entity that was focused on development that allowed families to input their smaller parcels of land for um, the opportunity to have it master developed. So what maybe was a small piece of land 
combined with everybody else's became a valuable asset. So I worked um, directly for a company called Salt River Devco. That was the name of the ownership group. Um, and then they worked with their individual landowners to lease the land to then develop a Marriott hotel on it. So it is a, it, that was a unique structure. There are other times when the community develops on their own land. Um, right. and that, right. and that, that community specifically is different in how they manage their land to other um, tribal communities across the country. That is so cool. That is very, very, very interesting. I hadn't heard that before. Can I um, change gears a bit to what we've all been waiting for? Tell us a little bit about the Marriott Bridging the Gap program. How does it work? Absolutely. Um, Marriott last year launched a new program that's multifaceted. It's a development incentive to assist historically underrepresented ownership groups in the U.S. and Canada. Um, and we are offering you know, different levels of incentives to help people get their um, hotels under development. So for example, there's key money that's an offering. There's also fee ramp. So um, a franchisee would pay a royalty fee to Marriott that's usually at a set percentage. Um, and we allow them to, to ramp up that fee. So it'd be discounted in the first four years. Um, and then we also do things like a reduced application fee. We offer a reduced training fee if they're also wanting to manage their own hotel. We offer um, a reduced management fee. And then we also are working to offer educational programs um, as well to new owners and franchisees who aren't in the program. There are also people who have been doing hotel development for quite some time um, and they are benefiting then and encouraged to build more hotels. Um, so they're benefiting from the financial aspect of it. That is awesome. Now, would, would someone that's not been in the hotel business before, but interested in trying to develop the hotel the first time maybe, would they be a candidate for that program? Yeah, absolutely. So as long as they're um, in in one of our groups that we've identified as being minority, so Black, Native American, His Hispanic or Latino, and woman owners, as long as they either have um, majority equity interest or if they are the sole controller of the franchisee entity, then they would qualify for the program on the ownership side. So they would just have to put together a team of individuals that would be helping them manage their hotel or operations or things of that nature. Is that what would happen then if they move forward? Yeah, so if somebody had no hotel experience and they wanted to own real estate, they would hire a third, an approved third-party manager to then manage the hotel once they're through the development process and open it. Yeah, that is awesome. And so do you know, I think I was reading something the other day where it said you guys had, what, well over a dozen, maybe a more already deals uh, in development under this program. Is that right? Yeah, very excited that we already have 14 um, wow. deals that have already been signed, and we have five more that are in the process. So they're in um, in a approved um, stage in our development cycle. 
Wow, that is phenomenal. And now is it open to all brands within the Marriott line or is it pretty much catered to a certain a certain sector? It's all brands are available. It's a program um, under the Marriott umbrella. I think for people who are just getting into the hotel space, the select service brands, which are the ones I represent, tend to be um, an easier entry point just because the amount of capital needed for something like a Fairfield Inn and Suites is very different than the amount of capital that would be needed for like a JW Marriott. Yeah, that that uh, that is quite interesting. So the the time frame, say if somebody was interested in trying to apply for the program today, what would be a typical duration for them to say start and kind of be in a place where they could start developing a actually groundbreaking of the hotel? if they were approved, of course. There's a lot of ways to answer that question. So um, <laughs> let's just assume that somebody already has a developable hotel site and that we have a brand that fits on that site. And so they are already have worked on their site plans. They already have a budget. They already have their performance. They already have everything that they need to submit their application. Then um, it would take you know, about a month from when they submit their application to when we go to our hotel development committee, that's where the project would get approved. About two weeks after that, they would get a copy of their franchise agreement. That is something then that once they sign it, they're assigned a project team. They would start then on submitting their plans through our global design portal. Um, and they do a 30, 60, and 90% review. At the same time, people are working on getting their permits from the city. So the same types of plans they're submitting to us, they're also submitting to whatever municipality that they're working with. Um, and they're also you know, going out and getting really firm GC bids. They're figuring out um, uh, when they can start based on a lot of those plan that planning stage. So. So it's typically taking today somewhere between 16 and 18 months for people to start construction on, um, on some of their projects. Now I'm talking about my territory. So I cover Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Kansas, and Missouri. If we were talking about a place like California um, where there's maybe um, a lot more entitlement challenges, it might take longer and that time period could be drawn out. In the states that I represent, um, the development process can go much quicker. Sometimes doesn't, but it can go much quicker. Yeah, and as I say, whenever you're talking construction, you say in a perfect world, Right. That's exactly right. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people have come onto your pro your program and have told you it's not been a perfect world in the last several years. Um, and so they've all they've all faced their own issues um, with with supply chains being challenged, construction costs being very high. Um, you name it, they have experienced it. Right. And so you've had some ownership groups in your area participate in a program. How has that gone and, and what were some of the challenges that you guys might have uh, run into during that process as far as maybe actual construction? Uh, well, I'm very excited to, sh to um, 
kind of brag about one person in particular. Her name's Heidi Wilcox. She has, she was the first deal that we presented to our hotel development committee under this new program. So we had presented it last year. Um, and it's a deal that's happening in Missouri. Uh, she's doing a Fairfield and Town Place Suites dual branded hotel. Um, and she actually just had her groundbreaking um, within the last couple of weeks. So she, this hasn't even been a year and she's been able to start on her groundbreaking um, and that it's a big deal for the city that she's doing it in. But um, I'm very excited for her personally that she's been able to take advantage of this program to start it. Wow. So she is actually the example of the perfect world then. <laughs> so far it's, anyway. It's more than the perfect world. It's like the dream world that she's gotten to go so quickly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that is awesome. And, and quick question, does the program allow you to work with existing properties if you're trying to buy and exchange ownership or is it just new? So to date, it's only been for new projects, um, but they have started to, I believe that it's going to be later this summer that they'll announce um, that we're going to also allow it for relicensing. So if there was a group of people who wanted to buy a Marriott hotel um, and they met the qualifications that we talked about earlier, that they'll be able to benefit from the program as well. I think that would definitely expand the opportunity of uh, folks that would be interested. And uh, sounds like that uh, 50 million that Marriott set aside might get used up pretty fast if they open it up like that, no? Uh, I think I think Marriott would be ecstatic if we ran out of that 50 million. Um, that was definitely just an initial investment. Um, right. The company has a goal to get to 3,000 hotels just in the U.S. and Canada that are owned um, uh, by diverse owners. Um, and right now, as, as of the end of Q1 of this year, we're at 62 percent. So we want to get more. We welcome people to. Um, to reach out about bridging the gap, whether it's for new development or on the acquisition side. But I think, you know, for me personally, I, I think it's great that, um, I think, what do they say? You know, like we're putting our money where our mouth is. We're saying that this is really important to us. And so we've made an initial investment in it. We made that very public. Um, and we made sure to say it was just the initial investment. We, we really want this to happen um, for the greater good. Of hotel ownership. Well, and I and I think that's phenomenal if you expand it to the um, to the acquisition side of existing properties because most of the work that we do in the renovation space usually it centers around PIP renovations or major maintenance capex type stuff where you have existing owners trying to you know retrofit their properties, make sure they stay current and fresh so that people want to stay there. So now those properties have the ability to change hands and actually be a part of this program, I think it's only going to be, uh, it's just going to be exponentially uh, more great for the, the Bridging the Gap program. It's going to probably be a, a big win for Marriott, I would think. Yeah. And, you know, ideally our diverse owners and franchisees as well. I, um, and just to um, make one distinction, when you were just talking about changing hands, I, just to clarify, this is also available for conversion. So I would put that under the new development bucket. But if you were converting, if if your franchise agreement had expired on a certain 
flag that you currently had and you wanted to convert it into one of our properties, this program would also apply. That would fall, from Merit's perspective, that would fall under new development. Um, but then also what you're talking about, just acquisitions, if somebody came in and purchased a Merit Hotel later this summer, um, they're going to be announcing that to be available as well. Wow. So you got the triple threat. Now you got the new development, you got the conversions, and now you got at least somewhere in the future, you'll have the opportunity to do acquisitions and use the Marriott Bridge and the Gap funds as well. Yes, we are absolutely trying to spend Marriott's committed money as best as we can. <laughs> wow. Well, you guys, you guys are going to make me jump in line and see if I can't possibly become a hotel owner with with that type of program. So I uh, I definitely look forward to, to hearing more and uh, reading more about the success of the program because I think it's just phenomenal what, what they're doing and opening it up so other folks can can own property. That, that's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Arizona has been on fire um, through COVID, still continues to be. So if you wanna work on a new deal together, Ted, I'm your girl, I'll help you with that. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. Now I know I've got a direct line to somebody who can help me get it done. And uh, that's important. I like that. I like that for sure. So, uh, Melissa, tell folks if they're interested in learning more about the program, how they can do that. And obviously, if they're trying to do something in your territory, definitely they need to find you. So tell us how they can find more about the program. Um, so for the program specifically, as well as a, a wealth of other knowledge, um, people can visit our website. It's marriottdevelopment.com. There is information on there about diversity, which is where they'll find more about bridging the gap. Um, but there's also great information about there on there about all of our brands. Um, and then there's also um, contact information. So if there were, if somebody was interested in working in a territory that is not mine, they can find the person that they would reach out to for those specific territories. They can also just submit, there's a place on the website um, that's free form that you can submit um, questions and you can get routed to the right person that way as well. Wow. Well, that's phenomenal. Melissa, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time and talking about the success of the program so far. So far, we look forward to hear more great things uh, about the program. And obviously, congrats to your uh, developer that just broke ground uh, a few weeks ago. I think that's phenomenal. And like you said, that that's better than a perfect world. So we, we definitely want to kudos to her and, and uh, kudos to you for assisting with that one. Well, that was my pleasure. I'm always um, really excited to partner with my franchisees and owners um, and and always when there's, you know, a great win in it for them personally as well. Um, and then also it's my pleasure to be on your, your program um, to connect with you and then to also share about um, Merit's Bridging the Gap program and how um, we're really trying to help increase diverse ownership. Wow. Well, thanks again. Guys, you guys can look forward to hearing this episode with Melissa coming up shortly. It'll be released. In the meantime, make sure you go on to our website at THM and like and subscribe. We are on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. And we always look forward to hearing your feedback on our episodes. And thank you again, Melissa, for your time today. 
Thank you.